body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. As a reminder for those listening, and maybe this is your first time tuning in, our show is about the mind, the body, and the spirit. Attack Life, Not Others. The way we see to attack life is by enhancing, strengthening those three components that we believe we're each made up of. Mind, body, and spirit. This episode pertains to the spirit. Tim, as we've talked before, the spirit, it can deal with religion, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Right. The spirit, the Mm -hmm. soul, it resides in all of us. You can connect it to God, if you wish, to a higher energy, a higher source. But it's undeniable there is a source. There is a soul. There is a spirit within all of us, and it is all connected. Well, I think it comes back to what Bernie said. Um, little episodes back. Yeah, you said just be a good soul. Yeah. And put out the positive, good stuff, the good energy, take care of others, take care of yourself. So it's interesting what you just said, put out the good, put out the positive. Yeah. That's where we're going with this mm-hmm. episode. We have a special guest in studio with us today. She's an author. She's a podcaster. She's an inspirational speaker. She's a Reiki master practitioner and instructor. Her name is Carrie Bellino. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Steve. Thanks Hi. for inviting me in. And Hi, this, And this is Hi, Tim. Tim and Carrie are just meeting for the first time today, but this is incredible where we're going with this. If if you ask me, it's going to be a pretty neat episode. Can I just back up on one you thing can. too? Yeah, so, please. you know, somebody once said to me 15 years ago when I opened up the second studio, actually, I'll tell you who it was. It was the guys that were installing the, the mats. They were installing these mats into the studio and he says, where are you going with this place? And I said, what do you mean? He says, this is a a huge undertaking. And I said, I know it is. And I said, but I have another school. He said, but you know, what are you going to do? I said, look, this is what it comes down to. The first school has led me to this belief. I'm going to meet and enhance. My life is going to become better because of all these great people I'm going to meet in the martial arts. And my life's going to change. It's going to get better and it's going to adapt. I'm going to learn a lot of cool things from the people I meet. He said, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but he says, you've got a huge (laughs) overhead. And I think that's what this story is about. It's about stories and relationships and experiences. And on my end, they've been good ones. And that's what I love about podcasting in general, but especially our podcast. It does pull people together and it pulls people together that you don't even know are out there. And that's what you're going to hear. Carrie, your background, how long have you been doing this? Well, I've been a Reiki master for about 21 years now, and I've been doing this work full-time for about five years. All right. For those of us that don't understand what a Reiki master is, I know a little bit about it because of my Tai Chi training, but what is a Reiki master? Reiki is a Japanese healing modality. It consists of two words, Rei and Ki, which means universal life force. It is non-religious. It is strictly spiritual in the fact that we are able to harness the energy. We're taught how to harness the energy that we all operate from and pull it down into us through our hands and into your chakras, which is Sanskrit for wheel. It's our emotional centers. It is where we give and take energy. It is where we feel the vibe from each other when we meet. Mm -hmm. And we are able to help release stagnant energy that we carry as humans. So you believe that we do carry energy. There's a power connected here. 
a life force, correct? Correct. But a simpler term, atoms are energy. Okay. We've got electrons moving around us. So every part of us is energy. Every part of us is an electrical charge. And it's a matter of learning how to navigate that energy in this world we live in. So Reiki is a connection to, you would understand it from a martial arts point of view, if you studied Tai Chi. Correct. So when I do my Tai Chi daily, I'm always looking for that energy to direct my physical flow. And, you know, it's such an ancient art. Now, Reiki goes back how many years? I'd like to add Chi is the same as the key in Reiki. It's just Chi is Chinese and Ki is Japanese. Yes. Same energy force. Reiki came about in around 1920. Okay. But that's in its formal Dr. Usui form. Right. Energy work goes back millennia. Yeah. And again, if you're looking at mind, body, spirit, what this show is about, this would be more the spiritual side, the energy side, and what drives us and how we all come together and a greater power. What got you into it? Like many modalities, people search for feeling better themselves. Yeah. So you got into it because of your own I had reach. anxiety. Correct. Yeah. The anxiety is huge. It is, Correct. I think, uh, one of the forms of destruction in, in a sense. Um as Steve continues to talk and we work this into the program, I can see how this is a perfect fit. And I appreciate you coming in. This is so cool. When I, what I'm about to present to you, you'll see why I just had to call you and had to get you in studio to get your thoughts on this. Last week, we brought Eddie Yurkonis in and he talked about the loss of his son, 15-year-old Eddie Jr., uh, due to a, a gunshot, a tragedy and, and just senseless violence 24 years ago. For 15 years, you put on a break-a-thon, you raised money, but it wasn't necessarily about the money. It's you needed, we needed to do something with that energy and refocus it into something good and positive instead of dealing with the negative. Right. So maybe you could help me with this a little bit, but we, we you and I... We weren't even sure if we should ask Eddie in to be a guest on our show because. Well, here's what it is. And I thought a lot about what you said. There's never a roadmap when this stuff happens. There's never a roadmap. I mean, a lot of people go into business and build a house. They think it out. They think it out. There's never, when this, something like this violent tragedy that steps into your life, there's no roadmap. And again, this is why I believe that. My creator, uh, he sent me a message to move on this instinctly. I, I just did it with no roadmap. And we made good things happen out of a very, very bad situation. So when this came to me, again, there was no roadmap. It was just there. And I felt very sensitive about bringing it back up again. And then we, when we I reached prayed out, upon it. We, yeah, well, I did. Should yeah. we be doing this? Yeah. And I called Eddie and I asked him and he said, absolutely. He says, what do you think we did so many times in that gymnasium over and over and over? We stood up and talked about it. We talked about it, sent a message out that conquer the rage, fight the rage, do something about it. And so he says, I'm, I'm there. And I remember the day, you know, last week when he did it, he was up, he was positive and I felt so good. Because at the end of the day, I thought, you know what? It, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So the last two episodes talked about that. If you haven't listened to them yet, make sure to do so. That will even further explain and show you the wonder of the universe and how things work on today's episode. But we were prepared to pivot, talk about other topics. We weren't going to talk about again this week. However... Um, someone or something had something else in mind because we said if, you know, if we can help 
even one person than we did our job. Maybe one person out there dealing with a hardship or dealing with a tragedy and they don't know what to do. Maybe we could help that one person. Right. Or maybe somebody that's about to do something tragic, such as hurt other people. They're right on that cusp and we could maybe put some sense into their mind by showing you that it's not the way to go. You need to attack life and not others. Well, then I get this email. We release a a new podcast episode every Thursday, as you know. Friday morning, I got an email. Let me read this email. Hello, my name is Anthony, and I'm hoping this message can be given to Mr. Yuriconis. Today, my wife sent me a trailer for a movie adaptation of the book's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It says we love scary movies. I did not recognize the title, so I Googled it and immediately recognized the illustrations for the original book, which I had not seen in over two decades. The reason they looked familiar is because when I was a young child in grade school, maybe first grade, a, and it says, quote, big kid, who was probably in about eighth grade at the time, used to read me stories from that book, scary stories to tell in the dark in the morning on the long bus ride to school. Now, sometimes this big kid would also swap snacks with me. I really looked forward to taking the bus every morning to swap snacks and have stories read to me by the cool big kid who I treated as sort of a big brother. As you may have guessed, that kind, protective big kid was Eddie. After all of these years, I remember where I was when my mom told me what had happened. But even more so, I remember the kindness and friendship that Eddie gave to me, just some little kid on the bus with him while we rode to school every day. I am reaching out here because this was the only indirect contact information I could find. I'm simply hoping this story will provide yet another example of how special Eddie was and how he impacted others since I certainly have never forgotten. Thank you. Mm. So that's about Eddie, Eddie Jr., who we lost 24 years ago. Yeah, but what it does is, I know you sent that to Big Ed, and I think he also sent it to his his daughter. Yeah. And it made them extremely happy. It did. And when I read this, I mean, I got tears. Yeah. I got goosebumps. And there you go. You want evidence, you want proof that, you know, you put something out there in the universe and it comes back. There you go. Now, that's where Carrie comes in. That's Carrie's specialty. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, first, there are no coincidences. So, let's start at the very beginning of your story, which is there's no coincidence that his wife found this trailer for this movie that led to the book. I hope I did a good enough job of explaining. You realize the podcast came out last Thursday and 24 years later, they decided to make this book into a movie. Correct. And the next morning after the podcast episode was released talking about Eddie, he found that. Right. And so it starts the ball rolling with the idea that everything is divinely planned. Each one of our souls has a plan. And sometimes we make it up as we go along. And sometimes some of it comes with us. That, that's what I'd love for the listeners to keep in mind. That if you track that back to the book being written 
back to the illustrator illustrating, back to the teacher that author had in second grade, back to that teacher's birth. I mean, you can track this all the way back. And it just goes to show that everything is divinely planned by us. And we are co-creating this together. So it's interesting you say by us and you chose not, even though we, Tim, myself, you, we all believe in God, you didn't say God. Correct. Explain that. What do you mean by us? My belief and understanding in working with all of these energies is that God created us to navigate this plane he is there to assist us. He is there to help us. He is there to guide us. He, she is there to lean on. But ultimately, the creation, the co-creation is for us to figure out together. And I believe we've evolved. It's so funny because I have to tell you that I just left. My prior appointment was with my sisters. I have two sisters, Sharon and Cindy. And we sat down and we always meet once a month for breakfast. Now, my sister Sharon is a believer, believes in God, creation. My sister Cindy is not. And I had this 10-minute conversation where we kind of, you know, volleyed back and forth between why she doesn't and why I do. And at the end of the day, um, evil comes in a lot of ways, a lot of patterns, sometimes very disguised. One of, I think, evil's most powerful ways is anxiety. Anxiety creates anger. Anxiety creates evil in us all, and we do things under anxiety and stress that we normally wouldn't do if we were peaceful. So I find peaceful in prayer. I find peaceful in believing. As you said, he's with us. Now, that then transfers for me to be able to bring it out to other people and set it out to go, you know, and extend it rather than retract it and recoil. Um, but it's just kind of ironic because we had the same conversation 10 minutes ago with my sisters. So she says, explain this to me. Uh, make this make sense. And you really can't. And if it turns into an argument, which it didn't, then it goes nowhere. But it's just something you have to feel and you have to believe and you have to search for and seek every day of your life. But that's a very good statement. And the way you say it, it makes it very understandable. So this yeah. whole thing, how it unfolded, we we were just the pawns. We actively put it in motion. But like you said, there's something larger that made this all happen. But when you think about the people that this affected – Eddie was at a loss for words. Eddie Sr., Eddie's dad, of course. When he was a little lost for words, it just made his day. It made his week. It probably made his month, if not yeah, longer. Sure. Absolutely. Nikki, Eddie Jr.'s sister, when I shared this story with her, she, again, she told me five different ways, five different times. Thank you so much for sharing that. She never heard that story before. And then I saw that she posted on Facebook as well that she's just on cloud nine. She's having a wonderful few days that uh, basically because of that story that was shared with her, this gentleman, Anthony, for him to take the time to send this email, he went back thinking about bus trips to school and the good time with Eddie Jr. And then I just find it crazy that 24 years later to the day that he comes across mm -hmm. that movie. He does a Google search and he found our podcast mm -hmm. and he heard us talking about Eddie Uraconis Jr. I'd like to offer, if you don't mind. Please. The transformation of the word pawn. Because you co-created that, Steve. Tim, you co-created it. 
all of you involved in those lives chose to co-create the situations. None of that is accidental. And when you use the word pawn, it implies manipulation. Mm. And I want you to take back your power and understanding that you co-created this entire experience with each other. We, we did. And um, it's interesting, too, because I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand and, and in this particular tragic event, it was extremely, extremely tragic and violent. And both Nicole and the father were there. The father was behind the trailer and heard the shot. The daughter, his daughter, Nicole, was standing alongside of Eddie when he was shot with a 12-gauge shotgun from 8 to 10 feet away. So when you see the impact on individuals that this, this occurred the way it did, you look, at, you look at other people's lives all over the world and you see so many reasons for failure. Because people, we, we search for failure sometimes, to fail, to get angry, to rebel, to kick back. But yet Nicole and Ed found a way, found a way to rise above all of it. And I don't know. You look at it and you say, why, you know, here, Nicole, she's going to be a state trooper. She's been with the state ever since. Eddie succeeded and continued to evolve in his job with the state. I mean, this is a, a family that somehow chose the strength and positive and belief that they were able to realize that Eddie's not gone. He's still with them in heart and in mind and in purpose. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we do this show is for purpose and depth, not just to talk and hear ourselves talk, but to have some depth in what we're doing here. That's why Steve brought you in here today. And you do have depth and purpose in, in your voice and in your language and in your emotions, even the way you move, watching you move. You believe in what you're saying. And that's tremendous. So if, if that's not uh, the ultimate example of attack life, not others, I don't know what is. Uh, it just shows you, you put good stuff out, good stuff comes back. Conversely, you put bad stuff out, watch out what comes back. So wouldn't it just be a greater world if we just put more good out, every one of us? Imagine the collective power. Yeah. I, humanity has a history of believing that, and this is on a, a soul level, believing that when we experience trauma, it gives us an opportunity to bring out the best in us. That's why we continuously engage in trauma, because it brings out the best of us. I mean, you think about the tornado hitting. Everybody donates money. Everybody gives blood. Everybody does a food drive, because trauma tends to bring out the best in us. And what I attempt to teach is to bring out the best in us without needing the trauma to trigger that best. And that's exactly what you're saying, Steve, I believe, is, is we don't yes. need the trauma any longer. That's the true evolution that's going to occur, Tim, is when we decide collectively that we don't need to experience the trauma in order to be the best of us. And that's where I'm hoping to help bring everyone. Yeah. And I mean, the word that you're saying, both of you, you collectively, and we say collectively faith, family, and friends. We always say that. And that's, again, another passing of Sensei Tony. We came up with FFF. We'd just text each other or call each other. And we we're going through difficult times. We'd say faith, family, and friends. I get that. I am in it every day of my life in the arena, in the martial arts, with my students and my family and my friends collectively with the belief in a higher power in God. Yeah, we can succeed. 
Carrie, I'd be remiss if while you're here in studio with us, if I didn't at least ask you for our listeners, are there any, is there an exercise or is there something, I, I hate to water it down and give the quick fix sort of thing that everybody's looking for, but is there anything like that, that those listening can do to strengthen our soul? They just heard that story and they might even think, okay, great. That's, that's a beautiful story. But what can each of us do today, right here, right now to strengthen that maybe that collective connection we all have. Well, we could do three more episodes. <laughs> we could. <laughs> or 10. <laughs> but I think the key to what I teach is to follow your intuition. You gave multiple examples of that even in this discussion today. And our intuition is our direct line to our higher self. And that's a direct line to that energy or God or whatever it is that you believe is the higher power. And when you listen to your intuition, and it's that nagging gut, it's that thought, it's that heart feeling, it comes in multiple ways. But when you listen to that intuition first, immediately, it allows you to act or decide or choose without inviting the trauma in to force the issue. Because so often, how many times have you done something after 15 prompts and you feel like, oh, I knew I should have done that six weeks ago? When you listen the first time, it prevents our body, soul, spirit, mind from forcing us to listen. So I think that's the first connection that can be built. So trust your gut. Trust your gut. Trust what your heart is saying. Listen to the random thoughts that come in, take them to your gut, see if they make sense, and follow the path or follow the the domino line to get to what it's trying to tell you. Tim, you know what that makes me think of? A few weeks back, we had Bernie on, and he was saying how we all have everything necessary for this existence yeah. the moment we're born, but for some reason, we get away from it and we got away from it. It's those that learn how to activate that and tap into that again are the ones that are happiest, most successful, most fulfilled, most confident, thriving, and able to contribute and give to others. Exactly. Well, I think too, is I think that some of us have a, a way of just accepting and, and moving on. My wife, for instance, has this, this real good depth and understanding of who she is and what she's doing and what her belief is. I tend to have to work a lot harder at it. <laughs> And so what I do is I... But I, you're lucky. You have her. So you I, make I do. a great team. I, I do. But I read a lot. I work. I train hard. So I look at Bernie and, and I look at Carrie and I can see a couple things. I can see they take care of their bodies. Even Bernie at 79 years old is still doing 14 flights of steps every day. I'm sure they're both into proper diet. They pay attention to the temple, which is their body. Their body is in optimal health and strength. Then they're both focused and their minds are prepared. They have a process of preparing their minds and taking each one separate in a way to mold it into one unit. And then they also study the spiritual. They apply the spiritual depth to make them a complete individual. It goes back to what I was taught in one of my Kung Fu Katas, which was the Lotus. The concentration and the acceptance of three circles, the large circle, the middle circle, and the smallest circle, and then placing your mind, your body, and spirit into each one of those separately. And it changes and adapts. I do that every day. And that works for me. Some people, like my wife, just get it automatically. 
And so everybody's a little different, and I think it's uh, I think it's been a great show, and I appreciate your wisdom and coming in and giving us your time. Thank you so much. Yes, Carrie, thank you. I was honored. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 